Inside the Game, brought to you by Raider Media. Welcome back to Inside the Game. It is a wrap of Stage 8 of the Dakar Rally 2019. And we find ourselves in Pisco. As uh, it's very late into the night uh, over here in Peru. Uh, I'm joined by Valdu van der Waal, as always. Raymond Haps, uh, we'll be getting a few words from him as well while he produces the show. But uh, a special welcome uh, from South Africa. We've got Group Marketing Manager from Imperial Group. Um, Mario de Souza, who's been a longtime fan uh, of the Dakar Rally, a longtime fan of uh, Toyota Zoo Racing South Africa, and one of the major contributors to the fact that they were able to take part from the very beginning. I- I'll get Valdu to go into specifics uh, in a short while's time, but Mario, good morning from South Africa's side, and uh, we are very lucky to have you on the line, given the fact that I think you had to leave house very early, get to work so that you could have a, a stable inter- internet connection to-, to have this conversation. Good morning. Good morning, Derek and Hannes. And, uh, oh, sorry, Hannes is not there, I believe. Is that right? No, he's and, uh, uh, fast and <laughs> and uh, yes, no, look, uh, it's always a pleasure and, and it's it's been a, a fantastic um, last eight years, I believe. This is the eighth year eh, that the team has been running the Dakar. Yeah, we have to do our maths quickly. It's probably better if you do it because we started in 2012, it's 2019 <laughs> now. So you, you add them up, but it's been plenty. <laughs> yeah, no, look, it's, it's, um, it was... It was fantastic. It was an opportunity that presented itself um, in 2012. I think Valdo uh, uh, and I have had many discussions, and yourself, Derek, um, regarding this, this this amazing trip that this absolutely amazing uh, team has, has, has gone through. And from when to where, uh, it's, it's just phenomenal. Uh, very much so. Now, I said that Valdu would fill us in with the details. I mean, Mario, you've been involved from the very beginning. Uh, you, you you really did play a key role in, in getting Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa off the ground uh, with regards to Dakar. Uh, I'll let you fill in the gaps. But first, uh, Valdu, if you can just uh, speak on behalf of Mario before he takes over. Uh, Derek, it's actually, there's something poetic about it. The fact that we're sitting here tonight, um, we'll get to it a bit later, but NASA leading the Dakar rally still... You know, it's 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 a dream come true for for us up to this point, and we we can just hope that it stays the way it is. But the reality is that we wouldn't have been at this point now if it hadn't been for the Imperial Group coming to the party back in, well, late 2011 when the the Dakar project first kicked off. Um, and you know, I don't want to get into the histrionics of it too much, but they, you know, there were some gaps, funding gaps that needed to be filled, and and the guys from Imperial stepped up to the plate and and became very, very strong supporters and partners, and as a result, lifelong friends, not only of this project, but also of both of us. Oh, man, uh, we can't appreciate it enough. And I'll tell you what I can't appreciate enough, uh, and Volder will concur. Our very first Dakar trip, uh, well, mine, uh, by any means, uh, as far as Toyota Gazoo <laughs> Racing South Africa is concerned, 2012, um, I was invited along with a host of media to, to come through to, at that time it was Argentina, uh, along with a host of other countries, but I was involved with the first media rotation. And we landed 
In, in fact, actually, before we even left Johannesburg, I met you and your wife, Penny, for the first time. We got on pretty well. Um, got to Argentina. It turned out that uh, I'd be traveling with you and Penny for the entirety of my stay in Argentina, which was the first week. And, man, I, I couldn't have asked for better hosts, for better drivers, for better company. Um than, than the two of you. We also had Charlene Clark with us as well. She was a tremendous uh, company as well. But uh, yeah, that first week, I'll never, ever forget it. You guys were magnificent. And uh, yeah, it's, it's memories that I'll, I'll carry with me till uh, my, my last breath. You know, Derek, you, you talk like that. Um, it was also, it was new to us. We had never been to the Dakar. We, I mean, uh, I've always wanted to do at least one Dakar or at least not do it as in participating, but being a, uh, or going to have a look at one of the, these amazing races. And uh, yes, so it was all, all, for lack of better words, green for us too. And uh, we kind of um, sort of got, we got along fantastically. We had many a laugh. Uh, we saw some fantastic racing. And <laughs> that year, um, None other than our South African stall ends up finishing third and on the podium. Yeah, it was, it was a great race. And so once you dropped me off at the airport, you were there to pick up the next rotation of journalists and media <laughs> representatives. And I had spent a bit of time with a guy named Volder a couple of months prior when the Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa team were testing for Dakar over in Namibia, where, where I was in fact born. And... You asked me, listen, you know, we're going to be traveling again for a week. I don't want to be stuck with, with a moron. Um, anyone that you recognize here that I can try and encourage to sit alongside, and I said, this is the guy you want to sit with. And, uh, yeah, and you guys met uh, soon afterwards at the airport uh, over in Argentina. And uh, from then, uh, yeah, the rest is history, Valdi. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely spectacular. But the reality was, in the end, because we were doing television show at that point, we didn't end up in the car with Mario Penny. But we certainly traveled quite <laughs> a lot together and certainly spent the evenings together, which was absolutely fantastic. But, but even more so, as Mario pointed out, you know, the South African team doing really, really well on, on the debut of the, of the Toyota Hilux. And, and that was almost the most memorable part of 2012. Yeah, very much so. So, Mario, thanks so much uh, for playing such an outstanding role back then as host. And, of course, as uh, Voldy mentioned, with regards to sponsorship and the rest, I mean, it just continues uh, brilliantly, uh, so to speak. But, uh, Mario, what's been your take so far of uh, Dakar 2019? We've got two stages to go, and we've got Nasa Latia leading from the front, a massive lead now, and in a proudly built South African Hilux. I, Derek, it is. It has been a phenomenal year, and and uh, you know, Valdo and, and and I often chat, and, and obviously also with yourself. And, <laughs> excuse me. Um, uh, I cannot believe how uh, NASA has driven this year. Absolutely superstar. We've always known that NASA is, is incredibly quick. He's, he has won the Dakar before. Nobody wins the Dakar because of luck. In fact, no one wins. Um, most motorsport events, especially endurance events, because of luck. But this year, um, NASA has really driven a calculated race um, from the start. He has, he has pushed when he needed to. Uh, he has not taken any chances. And um, really, uh, if you look at Monsieur Dakar, he has made mistakes. And generally, people only start making mistakes 
uh, at that level of, of competition, when the pressure's on, when you see the opposition's not cracking, the pressure's on yourself, you want to do well, and, and, and that has been fantastic. I really feel sorry for Janil because um, he, he didn't deserve it. I mean, he was behind the bike. He would have never landed on that rock had, you know, had the, uh, the bike not been there. But, but obviously, you know, motorsport is a sport of these some ifs and buts. And uh, that's why to do what, what uh, NASA has been able to do so far this year without stepping out. Uh, I think he may have lost a couple of minutes so far that he could have, could have um, done better on the race. But if you look at what has been happening around and from what we've seen on TV every, uh, every evening, the massive dunes, the, the conditions have been really testing. When people said, ah, oh, this year the Dakar is only going to be in one country, everybody thought, ah, oh, it's going to be an absolute waste of time. <laughs> I think it's proven to be complete opposite. Absolutely, Mario. I couldn't agree with you more about Nasser and the way he's been driving on this race with his head. He really does seem to want to win this race. And he's going about it in a, in a calculated, surgical precision type of driving. And it's certainly paying off for him. But you, you mentioned earlier that you were disappointed for Janil, and of course we all are. But um, there's a little stat that uh, team boss Glenn Hall and I worked out today. And, you know, you said it's not about ifs and buts. But if Janil hadn't lost the time that he did on, on stage two, when, uh, stage three rather, when everything went wrong for him, he would still be now running in second position. And that is including the hour that he stopped to help Bernard Timbrunker with. So, you know, if you, if you subtract that hour as well, he'd still be in second. It wouldn't move him into first. But by all means, I mean, he, he had the pace to be right up there with NASA. You know, Valdo, um, I hadn't done that calculation, but I actually said to, to Penny last night, uh, I am pretty sure that had that not happened, and I'm talking about the, um, the you know, falling on the rock and, and doing the damage that he did to the car, I'm pretty sure he would have been at least top three. And obviously, you just as you say, you just uh, you did the calculations and, and he would have been top two. That goes to show you, you know, this little team in South Africa, um, I've said it and I've said it openly and I don't care if somebody doesn't, doesn't agree with me. Glenn has got to be in South Africa, the best race engineer and team boss um, by a long way. And, and undoubtedly, one of the best in the world. Nobody goes to uh, a, a, an event like this, to this magnitude of an event, with a vehicle that eight years ago, he had this, this when he took over a Toyota Motorsport in South Africa and decided to build the V8 left-hand drive, which obviously in the back of his mind was to um, supply vehicles worldwide and put Toyota Motorsport uh, in the off-road. I, you know, obviously in the in the world map, which he has done amazingly successful. But to take this little team in, from South Africa, with South African reins, develop this car to the level where it can compete in a platform that there is massive money from from um, international manufacturers, Peugeot, Mini. I mean, we're not playing. We're not playing with little with, with backyard guys. And to come out since 2012, and every year being contention for a win. And so far, I think uh, only once did we miss out on, on podium. Uh, it is just an unbelievable, unbelievable uh, uh, achievement. Please, and remember, obviously, 
success breeds success. We all know that, and, and especially in sport. And um, the, it's not only about Glenn. Glenn is, is, is the leader. But the, the top-level people that we have in South Africa, those in, race engineers, developers, uh, designers that we have in that little place in outside Kaolong, it is absolutely mind-boggling stuff. Too true, Mario. That little place being Hall Speedland's company. Now, you mentioned the many, many podium finishes that Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa has accumulated over the years at uh, the Dakar Rally, but the top spot still eludes them. But now we are two stages away, which will potentially be their numero uno and the biggest prize on offer at uh, the world's toughest race. Uh, Nasalatia, of course, a clear favorite to, to bring home the silverware. I caught up with him uh, today after he did an exceptional job out on the stage, finishing second behind Sebastian Loeb, but more importantly, extending his lead uh, over Mr. Dakar, Stefan Pederhansel. But not just that. In fact, Pederhansel wasn't even the, in the reckoning at the end because Nani Roma ended up being uh, second overall. But uh, yeah, over 40 minute lead uh, for Nasalati, and this is what he had to say. It was a good day, you know, and uh, we try really uh, bush from beginning, and uh, but we don't know if we are uh, enough fast or no. But uh, really, uh, we did good job, and uh, uh, except uh, one flat tires we have, and then uh, we try to to bush in the dunes, and uh, yeah, it was really uh, good uh, good stage for us, and to beat uh, Stefan uh, 20 minutes and. Uh, and uh, 98 minutes, and we win the stage. It was really uh, good. Yeah, sensational. So even with the flat tyre, to open that, that massive gap, I mean, yesterday, not concerns, but 30 minutes, uh, the lead had been whittled down to you. Suddenly, it's a massive gap once again. Yeah, actually, you know, because yesterday, we know, uh, normal, we lose a time, you know, because we open the way. But today uh, is a different, you know, because we use the uh, same stage opposite, you know, there is a line. But okay, uh, our Toyota really working very, very well, you know, and uh, uh, the, the B of Goodrich tire uh, was great in, uh, in the dunes, yeah, we did good job. How is your man Mathieu today? Mathieu is uh, making a good job and uh, really I'm happy, uh, you know, we, we did really good job uh, together. Are you tasting the silverware yet? Two stages to go? Yeah, two stages will be not easy also, you know. Tomorrow we need we need really uh, be careful, you know, and uh, we need to be strong because uh, it's uh, similar of the stage, uh, around 300 uh, kilometer. But okay, uh, the good thing, uh, Genil, he will start behind me, you know. At least he can help me, you know. We can stay together all the way. And finally, uh, how's the Hilux doing? Oh, the Hilux really uh, did a great job, you know, during this uh, race, and uh, it was very tough, uh, Dakar, and yeah. Still left uh, two days, and uh, we need to, to bring the Helix uh, in the Lima in, in the podium. Valdi, when we caught up with Nassar Latir, when he came through to the finisher, we were under the impression that he had won the stage because it was by far the quickest time of those who, who had completed uh, the stage. But uh, unbeknownst to us, Sebastian Loeb, who started a little later, um, he ended up setting a blistering place, and uh, in that he ended up winning the stage. But it, it's been amazing how... There's been a catfight for second place because there's been Loeb, there's been Peter Hansel, and now Nanny Roma. 
Absolutely. And the, the thing that, that really strikes me is that we're sitting here listening to Nasser Alatia, probably the, the best all-round cross-country driver that the world has ever produced. I mean, there are people that have better records at Dakar. But if you look at his record in the cross-country World Cup, the FIA's World Cup, you know, he's, he's won it multiple times with Matthew in a Hilux, uh, racing in Qatar, Morocco, all over the world. You know, he's the guy that sets the pace and he's racing for us. He's, he's part of the Toyota Gazoo racing team. And I remember very fondly, actually, 2011, and I know Mario was there as well when the first announcement came for, for the team going to take part um, at the Dakar. It felt a little bit like the bobsleigh team from Jamaica. You know, we, we, there's this little team from, from Joburg going to take on the Dakar. You know, it, it sounded like a swell idea at the time. And here we are leading the race with arguably the best driver in cross-country racing, um, driving for us and talking about how well his South African Hilux is doing. Mori, I must tell you that Valdu told me a little earlier, he said uh, if Nasser Letia goes on to win this race, which of course he is looking very good to do, um, he will shed a tear. Um, will there be any tears shed from your <laughs> side over in South Africa? Any uh, popping of champagne bottles? No doubt. <laughs> you know, um, you're the sports person, uh, Derek. You've, you've, you've enjoyed, uh, you know, the precedent builds up from this side. Um, even though we, we, we're not sponsors of the team uh, as Imperial Toyota anymore, but m- me personally, um, uh, it's, we've become family. Uh, I love that team. I love every single member of, 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 um, of that team. And, and to be able to, Sit here, bite my nails every night in front of my little laptop and um, and and watch waypoint by waypoint. You know, you, you've built a relationship with these guys. You know how much work goes into it. You know how much development goes behind it. I mean, um, it's. I will definitely shed a tear, and I'll definitely have a drink. I I, I wish I, I was I, I was able to be there, especially this year. Because it would, it's going to be a proper party if if if, if uh, um, Nasser wins this race, I have no doubt that the guys are going to go crazy. And obviously, can you imagine for Toyota as a brand? Remember, this is not a works team, not a Toyota works team. This is still yes, it's a works team from South Africa, but internationally, Toyota has very little to do with it. And, and and to do this from here with a team from here developed fully developed from here um, to to and I'm keeping my fingers crossed when I say this um, to possibly win the world's biggest and toughest in, uh, endurance race it is phenomenal um, NASA the world's no doubt um, yes Mr Dakar is Mr Dakar. But NASA has proved himself not only uh, in off-road racing or in, in, in uh, cross-country racing, uh, world championship and Dakar, but he's also done extremely well in railing. So this guy is a natural. And, and to have one of the biggest names, if not the biggest name, in, in cross-country racing to, to race for us, it is amazing. And, and remember, Toyota has never, ever won this race. 
No, I couldn't have put it better myself, Mario. You know, we had Graham Daxbury on the line a, a couple of nights ago, SA motor racing legend, and I asked him what has the moon mood been like back in South Africa as the build-up to the finish line at Lima uh, built up a steady pace. And and he said, no, it, it's been incredible. The attention from a South African perspective has definitely increased as they've continued to realize that, hey, uh, we've got a South African team that's uh, on, on the cusp of making history. Have, have you noticed that uh, over over there on your side? Yes, no doubt. Uh, I mean, obviously, even within our company, um, every morning uh, I send out the uh, the previous day's uh, press release um, internally and also put it out on our website and so on and on social media. And you can't believe what social media has been doing. I mean, it's, it's, it, the, the amount of reads... That uh, that we and I think people wait um, because yes, social media is out there, <laughs> the news are out there, but people want the nitty gritty. They want they want a little bit of extra information, which obviously we get from you guys on on um, every day, and 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 it's to feel part of that inner circle to a certain extent, if you if you, if I may say so, um, and it's great. I mean, it's been building. A certain amount of disappointment, obviously, when Janil um, had, had, had the, uh, the issue with the car, because you know we all South Africans, we would like to see a South African do extremely well. I mean, Janil has has done uh, as one of before, and I must say, every single interview at night um, with with uh, with Ochili, it's it's been fantastic. Most most sports people possibly would have been disappointed, but. Uh, and I'm sure he is, um, but the way he's also said, uh, we are here now to support NASA to make sure that, uh, to, at least to try and make sure that NASA wins the race. It's fantastic. The teamwork, we can almost feel it from here um, on, on that side. But yes, it's building over here. We, I've got no nose left. Um, it's, I can't wait for two days, for the next two days. And I believe, from, from what I've read, that today's, stage is not going to be an easy one either. No, certainly not. Now, you mentioned Janil. Uh, again, we caught up with him as soon as he finished today's stage. Uh, a great performance from him and Dirk von Zitzowitz, finishing fourth. Um, but as you mentioned, the key for the South African and his German navigator is it's not about them. It's now about supporting Nasser and Mathieu. That was a very tough day. Um, very, very uh, first part. First part was not so tough. Um, I had a puncture after nine k's. So I just my mistake. I hit, came over a crest too fast and hit a rock. So um, it took us like two minutes to change. And then uh, the end of the first part of the special was very tricky navigation. So I never saw Carlos. I never saw Cyril. And I got to the point where we restarted, and uh, they were both gone. So I think they took a wrong, uh, a wrong route. Um, and then the second part was just dunes, dunes, dunes. Like 200 k's of dunes. Very, very difficult. Uh, not easy. I, um, I lost a little bit of concentration on the one, and I got stuck for about two minutes. So I had to, uh, luckily, not. I, I didn't have to get out. Just jack the car up and down, and then uh, we had to obviously go and turn around. So. About two minutes lost, but um, you know, otherwise no problem. Uh, car ran very well. Uh, NASA did a great stage today, uh, going very fast. So um, uh, at the moment, all looking good. So uh, we're not too far behind him. So all good for tomorrow. Chatting to Matuna, he said that uh, 200 kilometers uh, of dunes—it's the toughest that he's experienced at this year's Dakar. 
Yeah, you know, it was very tough. And, and what makes it even tougher is the visibility. The visibility is so bad. It's cloudy and it's in the middle of the day. So you, you, there's no contrast whatsoever. So, um, you know, you, you're going some places, fifth, sixth gear in the dunes, and then all of a sudden you have a big drop. And that's very stressful. So um, from that point of view, from a concentration point of view, it's very tiring. And, uh, yeah, I, I reckon uh, probably... Definitely tougher, a lot tougher than yesterday. Uh, probably the toughest stage so far. You mentioned Nasser, but uh, getting his third stage win, uh, but more importantly, opening up uh, an even bigger gap uh, over his closest challenges. Uh, with two stages to go, geez, it's a pretty position to be in. Yeah, look, I mean, it's not over yet, but I mean, he's in a, he's in a very good position now. Uh, Stefan lost, uh, looks like, 25 minutes today, team. So, um, you know, that's good for, it's good for us, good for the team. Um, so let's hope we can keep it like that until the finish. It's uh, still two days to go. Uh, tomorrow I expect uh, also quite a tough stage. Um, and then the last day, also 100Ks. So it's not over until you get to the finish. Valdu, we were joined by Janil this evening for dinner. Uh, looking extremely relaxed, looking very confident for NASA. And I mean, we were talking a bit about it, the fact that, you know, these are racing superstars and that... They're used to winning. They're used to fighting for first position. And when you're in a position where that's not the case, you know, it's not really in their nature to play second fiddle. But, I mean, he, he couldn't care less about that. It's about supporting NASA and the, the, the greater good. Yeah, Janil is completely relaxed at the moment. And I think it's because he understands his role at, at present, the way that things have panned out. You know, like you say, he really is there to support NASA. And all that he has to do at the moment is make sure that his road position, his starting position for each consecutive stage, is high enough up that the gap to, to NASA isn't big that they could lose a lot of time. So he still has a job to do. And as such, he's been running extremely well. You know, any, any top five finish is considered exceptional on the Dakar. And as long as he stays in the top 10, that is Janil, you know, he's within touch of, uh, of Nasser. And that's really what, what his job is at the moment. Uh, just quickly, you asked me earlier um, about the fight for second place. And I artfully dodged the question. Not because I didn't know the answer, but I got sidetracked. So apologies for that. But uh, part of this, the answer about Janil is really the fact that the, the other guys have been really scrapping for second place. And it's almost as if though they've been tripping each other up. So... Mr. Dakar has had some issues. Carlos Sainz has had some issues. Sebastian Loeb had his fair share of issues, even though he's on a bit of a charge at the moment. And the only guy that's really standing out um, in second place at the moment is Nani Roma. Um, he's had a fairly consistent run, um, obviously also a former Toyota Hilux driver. Um, and, and I must compliment him on, on what he's achieved so far this year. It's looking good. Yeah, and a hell of a nice guy. I remember he won his first and so far only Dakar. I think in 2014, uh, you and I uh, were covering that Dakar as well uh, a couple of years back. Um, but yes, so NASA Alatia, massive lead um, over Nani Roma. And then it, it really is a dogfight for that second position. And, and barring catastrophe, Mario, you'd have to say that, uh, yeah, can, can we start etching that name on the trophy? I looked, <laughs> you know, it's the Dakar. Anything can happen. Um, uh, Tim Brink had a massive issue yesterday. I, I don't even know. Um, I, did he finish? I'm not sure. Um, it can happen to anybody. But if you look at the way he's been driving, um, him and, and Matthew, I mean, he, he couldn't couldn't do it without him. The way that the the, the lads, as, as, as Glenn puts it, have been preparing the car, um, it's it's pointing in that direction, and 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 I've got every single finger crossed 
that that is going to happen. I I think after today, um, because from from the information that I've received, a lot of fish, fish, uh, some some soft sand, and some big dunes again uh, is in the cards. So so um, it could be a tough one again, even though it's, and it's not a short stage. I mean, we're looking at over 300 kilometers, uh, and then obviously if this one is is done. The 100 kilometer one is going to be extremely difficult um, unless there's a, there's a mechanical failure for somebody to make up this massive gap that, that uh, NASA has now built. I, I must just tell you, just uh, you know, um, with what um, Janil said just now about um, the clouds and, and, and not being able to have, to have reference, uh, my last trip to Dakar, we were in Chile um, in the dunes. And if you remember that great descent, we, myself and, and at the time, <clears throat> our MD, or Andrew Miller, and a couple of the guests that we had with us, we, we drove around and we went, we got to the top of the great descent from the back of the dunes. And from there, we could see obviously down into the, into the uh, bivouac. And for as far as we could see into Chile, it was just dunes. And it ran about midday. Janine um, had warned me before. He says, be careful because there's no shadows in the dunes. So it is very difficult to see um, the drop-offs, especially if you're not experienced. I mean, crumbs, do me a favor. I've done a bit of racing in my life before. It's been around the track, but you can see every five minutes, uh, every, <laughs> every meter of, of, of the play. And we, um, we missed the drop-off. And, and in low range, second gear so you're not doing more than 20 or 30 k's an hour and um we dropped off probably a good three four meters just like that and i said to andrew where did that come from and this is what is the scary part about is that these guys are traveling at breakneck speeds in these dunes without reference points and (laughs) for 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 listeners um you cannot imagine something like this unless you've done it. And you guys have, have experienced it too, I've got no doubt. It is, it is amazing what these supermen and, and ladies um, do in, this, in these events. Now, Mario, definitely not wrong, re, re, the terrain. And unfortunately, the news today is that uh, initially the terrain caught out Bernard Tembrinka and his uh, co-driver, Zafir Panseri, in the first, start, uh, first section of the stage. They lost the best part of half an hour in the soft sand, recovering the, the Hilux from where they got stuck. And then they, they got stuck into uh, clawing some time back, and they were actually going along very nicely. Um, but the sad news is that towards the end of the stage, uh, they didn't come through, and, and we were all obviously sitting on hooks watching the timing boards. And it soon became apparent that uh, they were losing time hand over fist. Um, a lot has transpired since then. Uh, the uh, crew has gone out to assist them. They couldn't find them. The T4 truck, the race assistance truck, has been trying to meet up with them. And after a good three and a half hours in the desert, the truck finally caught up with them just to send us the news that, unfortunately, the uh, the transmission system on their car had, um, had failed. They'd lost all drive to the four wheels, and they are forced to retire. So the car has been recovered by the truck. And it's the end of the road for the Flying Dutchman and uh, and his co-driver. Yeah, sure. that is that is sad news. Yeah, heartbreaking end uh, for Bernard Tinbrinker. Of course, uh, similar circumstances to last year. So again, he goes with the DNF uh, at the Dakar Rally, but I'm sure he will come back firing as uh, we've known him to do.
over the last couple of years in the, uh, the world's toughest race. Uh, I think that's about time to wrap things up. Mario, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I re- we really appreciate it. I know you had to wake up very early, get to the office, make sure you had great internet connection to, to make this happen. Um, and we've appreciated your support from far. Derek, absolute pleasure. Um, anytime, it's it. Thank you for the invite for for being part of the of your of your podcast and obviously of this team that we that we are. And um, it was an absolute absolute pleasure. And I um, I will shed a tear on on Thursday if things go whichever way it goes. Hopefully the right way. Um, and uh, and I cannot wait to see you guys over here uh, back in South Africa. Hopefully with the big one. Yeah, Mario, I just have to add that you went to work not just for the great internet, but obviously also for the great coffee uh, for such an early morning oh, start. No <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely uh, no doubt. <laughs> thanks for chatting with us, my friend, and we, and we look forward to, uh, to seeing you and hopefully to, uh, to bring along that, uh, the biggest of all the trophies from the Dakar. Absolutely, Valdo. Uh, it's a pleasure, and yes, I can't wait to see you guys, uh, yourself, Hannes, um, Derek, and, and, and Raymond, and obviously at the airport, the whole team. Thanks so much, Mario. Speaking of Raymond, uh, let's have, uh, have the final word. Ray, uh, we were chatting about it earlier. I mean, we've covered so many Dakar rallies, myself and Valdu. Valdu said he's going to shed a tear, but it's only your second one, and you must be thinking, what's, what's the big fuss? This is uh, pretty easy. Yeah, true. It is my only second one. And I must say, this one I'm enjoying a lot more. It's not such a blur as what last year was. We haven't been through Bolivia or another country like Argentina. So it's been great to um, come along on this ride and join this little fellowship of yours. Um, and it seems it's a good place to meet people. And it's in a in a car uh, going through South America. But yeah, um, I, I'll take this as a lucky omen. I mean, last year we were close and yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be great to it will be something great to cover and uh, wrap up a lovely final show with uh, Toyota on top. Ah, very well put. Uh, I'll tell you what, Glenn Hall, team principal, very much a, a big fan of Lucky Omens. And uh, given the fact that uh, you've only been around for a short while, yet Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa is winning, I, I can bet that in the future he will insist that you're continually making the trip uh, over to South America. Ray, thanks so much. Valdu, thanks so much as always. No Hannes uh, this evening because uh, he had to take a little nap because he's been our driver and we're up early um, for stage, what are we on? Stage 9 of the Dakar Rally 2019, the penultimate stage as we head towards Lima for the finale in two days' time. We'll catch you then. Thanks for listening to Inside the Game. Brought to you by Radar Media.